0: Welcome to the fruitnet.com audio edition. Well, we've just returned from another busy and highly productive week in Berlin at Fruit Logistica, where over 65,000 people once again descended on the German capital for what is now the world's largest annual get-together for the international fruit and vegetable business. During the show... I was joined on the fruit net stand by Dominic Weaver and John Valentine of PR firm Red Communications and by Michael Barker and Martin Fisher of the Fresh Produce Journal to find out what they believed were the hot topics of conversation at this year's show. So we're here at uh, Fruit Logistica 2015 back in Berlin uh, for another Uh, fantastic trade fair an an enormous trade fair Um, we're joined by uh, Don Weaver and John Valentine of uh, Red Communications PR company based in the UK working with lots of international fresh produce clients uh, to try and uh, promote their business and uh, so Don what's your kind of feeling about this year's show uh, what have you you heard
1: well I I I think it's it's been a very exciting show and you know we've been coming to this for more than a decade, you know, 13, 14 years, I think, um, and, and we're noticing that there are some, some very exciting things going on. We've we've uh, we've got the new emerging sources, places like Peru, um, which are suddenly sort of gearing things up. Mm. Um, we're finding. There have been lots of changes in the UK market, obviously, mm. um, with, with the growth from the discounters, mm. uh, with the growth at the sort of premium end, um, and that's, that's meant for us. Uh, we're, we're, we're finding that people are suddenly looking at the UK market again mm. and looking at different opportunities there. It's now not just about serving those big four retailers, you know, there are opportunities with the discounters, there are opportunities with, with people like Waitrose and mm. M&S that, that just weren't there five or six years ago. Right. Um, does, does that mean you're finding clients are wanting to market their produce uh, more actively? Uh, what what we found this, this year, what, 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 what I've noticed is there are people wanting to communicate with the trade that they are there and they're available um, mm. whereas I, I think probably five years ago things... You, could say reality is there's, there's always change going on but I think the appearance was that things just were, were, were stable, mm. um, people didn't really see the need to promote themselves in the, in the trade that, that, that much. This, this year we we're actually seeing that um, you know, people started to look at it again and thinking well we need to tell you know not, not just consumers but we need people in the trade mm. to understand what we can do mm. and how we can service these new opportunities. Yeah. John, can I just turn to
0: you? Uh, you? You've been watching the retail scene for many years, and uh, you know we've seen some developments here this week uh, with retailers, with Tesco, with Waitrose, and, and of course the, the European retailers are very powerful as well. What, what's been your take on um, you know, the impact of retail procurement activity on the fresh produce business as a whole?
2: Oh. Well cl- clearly clearly the UK market from a retail perspective has become uh, much more competitive and uh, you know that that has uh, challenged the status quo and it's uh, it's made the uh, traditional players uh, react and uh, take a very close look at their business models um, to to position themselves to cope with those challenges and uh, I think you know in the last six months we've seen uh, all of the major uh, retailers in the UK react um, to the changing uh, marketplace, and I think for fresh produce, potentially that could be um, could be very positive as as, as all of those uh, players uh, look to uh, drive volume and sales, and uh, consequently, hopefully, that will mean increased consumption. Um, Uh, per capita in the UK, which
0: has got to be a good thing. Um, Let's turn to, uh, we've got Martin Fisher here and uh, Michael Barker of the FPJ. Um, Let's uh, kind of run the rule over what the hot topics have been uh, at at Fruit Logistica 2015. Michael, let's uh, let's hear from you. What's been your uh, kind of standout uh, piece of news?
3: I think the guys just said we're we're seeing a lot of uh, suppliers wanting to emphasise the way that they're restructuring everybody's trying to highlight the facts that they have links back to the farm nobody wants to be seen as just a pure middleman at the moment they want to they're either buying up farms or they're getting closer relationships with the growers so if they are having that relationship with the supermarket they can say we know intimately what's happening back on the ground so everybody's talking about that they're talking about what what Asda has been doing in terms of buying up their own suppliers in, in case of the Fenmark situation, uh, the, obviously the Waitrose deal. And I think it's all about making sure that you're fit and in the right shape to excel in the current environment.
0: Martin, let's turn to you. What, what have you seen and heard?
4: Um, a lot of UK businesses I've spoken to have, have emphasised that there's emerging middle classes in countries across the world and you know the UK isn't necessarily there... Their main focus so much anymore they are trying to cater to these other markets, so you know that, that has been for me one of the themes of the of the uh, this year 's event so
0: more c- competition for the uk market Don, what what does that mean for you you know you 're trying to um, help people grow on the uk market, but if they 're turning their attention elsewhere, does that um, uh, present you with a challenge
1: well I, I think people are always going to be buying fresh produce and I actually think it throws up more opportunities in the UK. Um, I think this time last year, we were probably thinking, well, look, you know, there are these countries, South Africa, for example, was suddenly getting all these opportunities in, in Russia and the, the Far East, all these opening up markets. Um, but the UK is, is just such a strong, such a solid market. Um, and as, as I was saying before, you know, the, 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 the retail mix is changing. I don't think we quite know yet exactly what kind of opportunities that that's going to throw up, but there will be opportunities. Um, yeah, I think at the moment, the emphasis for, for me, or what I've got from this show is that people have been looking to the trade and looking to,, you know, establish themselves as, as key players if they haven't been before, so sources like Peru, for example. Um, and I think you know, once, once that process is over. Then we're going to be looking at, you know, promoting new products, new varieties to consumers. Mm. I think that's just part of, part of the process, and that mm. that, that will come, mm. uh, you know, maybe five years down the line. Yeah.
0: One of the things that I've I've really been struck by talking to some of, some of the key players in the business is that um, they're, they're looking to have more kind of predictability, more more reliable sources of supply. Um, if you talk to companies like Univeg or or Baywar, which owns uh, Turners and Growers. Um, Over the coming year, I expect them to invest in uh, production and to invest in in supply to make sure that they have that cast iron guarantee that they will have product X, product Y, product Z for those customers. Uh, Martin, perhaps I could turn to you and uh, ask you about that. That that, that theory that you need to have more predictability, uh, 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 more of a guarantee of supply, is that something you've uh, heard about?
4: Well, yeah, Michael touched upon the, the Waitrose deal earlier on where they've uh, announced a long-term partnership agreement with PrimaFruits. Uh, the deal is to manage the sourcing of imported fruit categories, uh, five categories, citrus, grapes, stone fruit, melons and pineapples. And that's been a big talking point at this event. And I suppose it, you know, it follows a trend over the last few years of, of retailers, you know, primarily Tesco and Asda, most famously, mm. direct sourcing and so on. Um, and yeah, it's just consolidating that supply in, in, mm. in, in one base.
0: And of course, that's that's quite a bold decision for Waitrose to do that and, and decide that they have just that one supplier managing the key categories. Um, it of course means that uh, certain suppliers who are currently uh, providing them with produce are, are going to miss out. You know, within a few months, they won't be supplying Waitrose anymore. That that question of availability, John, is uh, is really influencing uh, what's happening in the trade is that is that your your feeling
2: well, well absolutely I mean there's an ex-retailer and an ex-produce produce buyer um, the you know the, the, the single most important KPI is is product availability you know if it, as a retailer you haven't got products on the shelf uh, it doesn't matter what your buying price is so you know achieving you know 99 to 100 percent availability is absolutely key and uh, clearly you know uk retailers ins- need to ensure that that's what they're able to deliver for their entire product range in in fresh produce
0: okay let's um let's move on and talk about the the, the show in general and uh, the uh you, i wonder what's uh, gentlemen what's caught your eye looking around the halls you know uh, an, an eye-catching stand you know an interesting stand design something unusual Mike, michael you look like you've uh, seen a few things in over the past three days
3: i'm always bowled over by some of the uh, creativity in the stands i I love the italian halls they really go all out they sort of almost recreate an italian street and uh, a little piece of venice that that's always amazing we've seen some fantastic people in costumes Uh, one of my favorites was that was the chap in the jazz outfit Uh, i I don't know how he was managing to walk up he even had to have a minder to help him get around the place And and of course there were the uh the Minions from Despicable Me, lots of people having their photos taken with them. So, yeah, the sights and sounds through Logistica, always lots of people dressed up in great outfits. Uh, one of the great things to, to see when you come here.
0: Yeah, oh, you, you mentioned the Minions. I was. Uh I was, I was getting a bit carried away and I was, I was getting my photo taken with the minions and then I suddenly realized that behind me was uh, none other than Jose Luis Cutrale who just bought Chiquita, bought the company and I uh, remembered to be a journalist and turned around and said hello and uh, managed to get his photograph which was uh, a good scoop. Um, Martin, uh, who's been your uh, your hero of Fruit Logistica?
4: Um, I, I mean, obviously the mascot walking around the jazz mascot has, has caught everyone's eye and has got a lot of hoax and photos from, yeah. from some beautiful women. So I suppose the guy in that costume has got no complaints. But um, the marketing is working, then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, but I suppose there's been a fantastic British presence here. It's always good to see. And um, Fresca, first-time exhibitors, would you believe? Obviously number two in the FBJ Big Fifty recently. Um, yeah, they've got a fantastic stand, and it's great to see them here.
0: Dom, what about you? Who, who's been your star performer?
1: Uh, well, yeah, you always enjoy seeing the mascots. There's a big sachet of something walked past while uh, we were... I think that was a chast- salad. How was I it? think it was a salad. yeah, sachet I, of salad?
0: Uh, yeah. I, oh, couldn't okay. see the, I couldn't see the eyes, so I couldn't oh, get any kind of... Yeah, it was Linea Verde, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a Dimi Dissi branded salad. Oh, so, okay, yeah.
1: okay. Well, yeah, those things are always always good fun. I mean, for, for me, I always find it fascinating looking at the way different countries market their produce. So, you know, a UK company... You know, there's, there's, you, you, you get the Union Jacks. It's quite sort of conventional, very green, lots of leafy stuff. Um, some of the sort of Latin countries, they they like the sort of you know attractive people on stands and sort of big, big. Uh, Sort of billboard posters with, with with pictures like that on um, often
0: often pictures of their own family. I, I find some of the Italian companies like to have pictures of uh, of their kids up there, which is I think is quite nice. You know, it shows that they're a family company and they're they're personable people. You know.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, the the other thing that I found interesting is um, we we've worked with uh, com- companies like Spanish Persimmon, for example. Uh, we've worked with them for nine years now, I think. Um, now, when we started coming to the show, and they, they, they were here, they were the only stand, so we worked for the Regulatory Council um, through Food From Spain. Uh, eight, nine years ago, they were the only pe- people selling khaki or displaying it here. You go into that hall now and there are 8 or 9 companies with similar displays so you know I'm really pleased to see that the the growth in the UK and the growth in the other european markets is sort of it's, it's being noticed and um, you know they they they're, they're obviously seeing that as a big opportunity and people are sort of act, act, acting on the new demand uh, for from new Thank markets you for
3: keeping your close eye on your baggage and, back back. and back.
0: Okay, Don, well, that's a a, a nice plug for one of your clients, which is uh, always useful. Um, um, Michael, one of the the other things I wanted to ask you about was the the Future Lab. Now, the Future Lab, for those that don't know, is the uh, um, kind of open-air business forum, a little conference arena over in Hall 21, I believe, Um, and there were lots of different um, presentations, and it was uh, always a packed audience listening into those uh, those topics. What what we, you were hosting one of these sessions? Is that right, Michael?
3: Yeah, that's right. It was a session on robotics, uh, delivered by Rick van der Zedder from Wageningen University, and uh, he had some really interesting stuff that they're working on in terms of can we develop well, human hand-free uh, pack houses in future, basically. The entire end-to-end operations where, where there's no worries about labor or, or staffing or any of that sort are all operated by robots. And there was also something that I think from a, from a retail perspective that's going to catch a lot of people's eye, which was uh, an entire checkout, a barcode-free checkout. You literally put all of your shopping on, it goes through a conveyor belt, two seconds later your entire bill comes up, you know, no need to scan individual items, so that's something we could be seeing in supermarkets in the future.
0: Very interesting, and uh, Martin you hosted a session as well, tell us about that.
3: Yeah, the session was um,
4: on the future of online retailing and perhaps local businesses getting online you know, emulating the supermarket model and so on. And it was presented by someone who was from Germany and it was very much European focused, I must admit, the presentation made me realise how far developed we are in the UK when it comes to the online retail model, so, you know, I guess it's a pat on the back to us. Okay,
0: very, very good. Well done, the Brits. And uh, just finally, um, perhaps something a, a little more frivolous, and that's the, the, the question of um, uh, something that's a big feature of Fruit Logistica, which is the corporate gift and the, and the giveaway. Now, um, everyone likes a freebie. Uh, um, Michael, what, what's been your kind of uh, your favourite uh, corporate gift
3: Uh, I received a a very nice, uh, well, it was one of those uh, charging bricks, I suppose, that that, that means that you can just, if you run out of battery on your mobile phone, you can sort of hold one of these things up and it, and it magically charges up your phone again. That was uh, courtesy of, of Coveris, so I, th- I thought that was particularly cool.
0: Okay, and that means we can always get hold of you now?
3: Yeah, there's no excuses for me not answering the phone when you ring anymore. Okay,
4: very good. Martin, what about you? You can never have enough corporate pens, so I've added to my collection this year on that front. Um, I also got a banana shaped USB stick from Banner Bay, which is quite a novelty.
0: Very, very good. I'm sure you'll be very happy with that. It's good to know you've got lots of pens, because as a journalist, uh, although you should, should really be writing on your laptop by now, but n- never mind. Um, I, I did very well. I picked, up a, I picked up a lorry. So there we go. A real lorry. Uh, it's not a real lorry. It's a toy one. But uh, my, my four-year-old son will absolutely love that, I'm sure. So there we go. If, if I decide to give it to him, of course. Um, Okay, let's leave it for now. Uh, We um, we should say thank you to Don Weaver and to John Valentine from Red Communications, uh, Martin Fisher and Michael Barker from the FPJ, and I'm Mike Knowles from Eurofruit, and thanks very much for listening.